Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a great day, and we just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for serving your Lord. And thank you for just being present today with us. Today, we are going to talk a little bit more about how we can know God's plan for our lives. You know, God has a plan for each of us. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans for good, not for evil, plans for hope and a future. So we know that God has plans for our life. But how do we know His plan? It's an interesting question. And so we're going to interview someone today. Her name is Gabrielle Mitchell, and she's coming today to, to talk about how God has worked in her life, her and her husband's life, and what He's doing now in their life. And it's a very exciting time for, for them and for all those that know them. Um, we really are so excited to interview her today. But before we get started, I want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you do have a plan for us. So Lord, help us to open our eyes so that we can see you, and Lord, just Open our hearts so that we can know what it is that you're trying to show us and teach us and help us to obey what it is that you've called us to do. For we know that when we seek you and find you, that you will be there. When we ask and we pray, that you're there. So Lord, we thank you that we can come to you whenever we want and pray. So Lord, be with us today and help us each and every day to draw a little bit closer to you. For we thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I am so pleased to introduce my friend, Gabrielle Mitchell, and she is a dear, dear, sweet sweet friend uh, who I've met recently and just really gotten to know and hear her heart about who God is in her life and and what he's done in her life and and how he has just this this perfect plan. We may not know exactly all the details. She tells me that she just knows that there is a plan and she's so grateful to be here and live in this community. And so I wanted to introduce her and I know that you will love what she has to say. So good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. So you are here and you're excited to just live here in this community. We're actually in Mount Vernon. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I know that you have spent many summers here and and you've visited your grandparents that have Mm -hmm. lived here a lot so tell us a little bit about what brought you and your husband back to this area um well we my husband had a big job change and we could actually live really anywhere so we wanted to come home since my family's here and um we love this town we lived here before and so Mm -hmm. we just all of our people were here, and we wanted to come back. 
So, yeah. well, good. I'm so yeah. glad. And you say all your people are yes. here. I know mm-hmm. you, your family lives here and you have friends, but that's an interesting when you say all of my people, mm-hmm. you know, God's people, people that love you and encourage you and are like minded. Is that kind of what you're meaning by yes. that? Yes, yes, our close friends. And is that important mm-hmm. to have close knit group and people that in your life and why? Yes, absolutely. Um, we, my husband and I truly believe that it is imperative to walk alongside other families and other people in our faith, um, and walking in the light. And cause when you are alone and you are secluded, just, you know, when we are just in our house and we're not talking to anyone else and, you know, it's just us and we don't have any friends or anyone, um, just to live life with, then darkness can fester and that sin that's where the enemy can really attack and grab hold of your marriage and of your life you know and so when you're walking with others um and you know have those people that aren't going to let you you know sulk or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be whatever you know hole you might be going down you know just having those people to walk in the light with that is so good, and that is so true. And, and we all need people. We were made. God made us mm. to have communion with other people. And so what a great place to do it in a church. Mm-hmm. And you and your husband moved here as as part of the staff. He's mm-hmm. the youth minister at, at the First Baptist Church Mount Vernon, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're with him and support him and all that he does. So mm-hmm. I know that you work here as well with him and... And thank you for doing that and serving our young people. Have you found in watching the youth here at the church and around in this community, have you found that it's so important that they know Jesus and have relationships with other believers? And why is that so important? Yes, we um, are around a bunch of different kinds of youth, youth that have grown up in the church all, the, all of their life and then youth that have not but are invited by other friends and stuff. Um, and it is just so important that right now they are um, around biblical truth because it is, it's just not in our culture. And um, it is so important that they're around that teaching and also just around people that genuinely care about them and love them. And, um, they're all searching for something. Mm -hmm. Um, they're all searching for something and they find it in many, many, many different things. Um, but our hope is to just befriend these kids, you know, just befriend them and, and show them that we just love them and we care about them and we show up to their games and we show up to, you know, things in their life that they, where they may not have support, you know, um, that we're there in any way we possibly can be. Um, because that's what Jesus tells us to do. And we want to show them Jesus. Yeah. So have you found that they want to talk? They want real conversations. I think that is so important to this generation right now is to be able to share and to have someone to listen to. Yes. And so I know that you're saying that that's very important in your ministry. And so thank Mm -hmm. you. I think if we could all just take time and Mm -hmm. listen 
to what they're asking and and try to answer those questions Mm -hmm. as best we can obviously pointing to truth you mentioned truth where do you Mm -hmm. find truth the bible exactly the Mm -hmm. bible is the word of truth and not just a book that we read but just it's it's real it just how would you describe the bible the word of god yeah there's so many ways you can describe it yeah Oh, it is just the, it's just the, like what you just said, it's the truth. There's yeah. no other, um, there's, there's, it is where everything comes back to you. Everything right. in your life, you come right back down to that. And yeah. that's, yeah. It's a manual for living. Yeah. I have found, I've heard someone say that. I said, that is so true, a manual for living. And here's one that I'm just looking at right now from Luke 6. My Bible's open to this. Mm-hmm. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. And I have underlined that, and that's, from, that's Luke 6, 35. There's, there's a, a perfect truth here. So we're to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. Would the world tell us that? Absolutely not. Nope. But Jesus tells us that, to love our enemies and do good. Mm-hmm. If we could all just just listen to that and obey it. And that's another point, the obedience. Have you found that it's hard to, to be obedient in this generation? I mean, it is. We're tempted all the time mm-hmm. to go other ways. But how have you found the best way to get involved in a group is? Just speaking like just actually looking at someone saying it's like finding something to to just say i you know like this about your hair or your right. your hair looks, where'd you get that where'd you get yes. those earrings or whatever it doesn't matter but just to like spark a conversation and i think we're all very lonely in this time um this day and age we walk very lonely lives and it takes a lot of effort to um break what feels comfortable in order to find that just those deep real relationships i agree and you're right just sparking a conversation it could just be Mm -hmm. something very simple Mm -hmm. but then you see that person again and then you you talk more and then Mm -hmm. by the time you know it i mean there's a new friend Mm -hmm. and you're encouraging one another you know the bible says do not forsake and meeting together and mm-hmm. encouraging each other. And I know that that's what y'all encourage your youth to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's so amazing, especially now. Well, let's talk about the plan for your life. So you said you grew up, um, did you grow up in the Dallas area in the Metroplex or did you grow up in a small town? Yes, I grew up in Allen. Okay, in Texas. Allen. Mm-hmm. Big, school. Big school. So you graduated from, how many were in your graduating class? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> a I, lot. A lot, yes. yes. So then you moved to a small town as an adult, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, the town is about the size of your graduating class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's got to be different. How do you um, yeah. like living in the small town versus the big city? There's advantages both. But what have you mm-hmm. found for those people listening who, who might want to know, you know, why do I live in a small town and what, avail- what opportunities are there for me here? Have you found more available in a small town? Um, well, so you really have to, um, I mean, as a mother and a wife, it is a lot different living in a small town than when I 
was not married um, because you find these mothers and these families that are walking in the same stages that you are. And man, I have some of the closest friends that I've ever had um, here just locally, you know, that's so awesome. And things are, um, I mean, in our town specifically, Mm -hmm. there are more businesses and things popping up all over the place. And so, um, it's really just a, a place to raise your family, you know, Mm -hmm. like just, it's not, there's not a whole lot available, but that's not necessarily a negative thing because you get to really pour into your children and um and man there's nothing like small town football yes, <laughs> and on small friday town, night and yeah. small town just sports or you know it's just that that community of just people that love each other mm-hmm. you know and so do you think it was god's plan all along that you moved to this small town would you have ever thought that when you were in high school no way <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh-huh. no i um i went to liberty to be a worship leader directly out of high school um and you know so went from big big high school to big college and um and man it just and then i got i had no idea i thought i was i mean when you're 19 years Mm -hmm. old you're like i'm gonna i could move anywhere and i'm gonna go live in a different country or you know whatever Yeah. yeah um so yeah you never had any never but god did have this plan for you you and your husband right now where y'all are. And I just mm-hmm. think it's so awesome. You know, a lot of people have been praying for revival mm-hmm. in this community, in this state, in this nation, I mean, all over. And I I feel like that you have had that on your heart, too. You, you and your husband want to see a move of God mm-hmm. in this community. And so tell me what it is that, that you feel like the Lord has called you to do specifically well um in this specific time um i feel like he's called us to just be present in this town and um be heavily involved in our church um and really just rest instead of always like searching for the next thing because i feel right. like a lot of the early years in our marriage we were trying to find the next career the mm-hmm. next house or you know we were waiting on our next baby because yes. you know we've got four and so now we've got we aren't having any more kids um but you know now it's like we we as a family are just planted here and we just want to love and serve this community and you have served this community. You have come here. You hit the ground running. You and your husband um, have really helped a lot of people. You've stirred them up in a positive way to really get to know Jesus Christ in a real way. You use the word real. Mm-hmm. And I love that because Jesus can be real in our lives. In fact, mm-hmm. on this Real Life, Real People radio, we use the word real as part of our title to encourage people that God can be real in their lives. And it starts with a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. It's important to know Jesus and have a relationship with Him. You have yes. four children, and four. I know that you do that. And so how do you teach your children that Jesus is real? 
Um, we talk a lot about um, what is outside, colors, the sky, the trees, the flowers, how they all smell differently, and mm-hmm. how God created all these different things um, for us. And there are all these different ways God shows us that he's there, you know, mm-hmm. and he exists. And so for their brains, it's um, we focus a lot on on that and um, also just babies. And mm-hmm. um, we just talk about life and that, you know, God created that. He mm-hmm. created us. He created life. We talk a lot about creation. Kids ask a lot of questions. So I bet you're always mm-hmm. every day answer yes. this question, Mommy. How does this happen? What does this happen? Definitely. So you mm-hmm. have so many opportunities to talk about Jesus, talk about God, talk mm-hmm. about love. And I know that you show them love. Mm-hmm. Your actions show them love. You're a great mother, and I see you with your children, and you can just tell that they're loved, and that's so important. I always say, show them that you love them. Spend time with your children. Yeah. My seven-year-old is keeping me sharp because she's asking the big questions. Oh, yes. You know, why did the devil get kicked out of heaven? Oh, like Oh, yes. Like, just so many big Mm questions. big big things and and it just keep we've been really digging into to genesis because of just adam and eve getting kicked out the fall right and then all of just naming the different animals and it's like she asked me such specific questions that i've really been trying to dig into all that myself and so so you're learning as she's learning so i just been down this road and Uh calling my husband and i'm like hey did you know that it says this why does it you know and so then we just start all because you know our daughter Mm -hmm. is asking really big questions yeah (laughs) so it's yeah the little children do teach us we learn so much from them and you know they Mm -hmm. say the little children can lead others to to know christ and Mm -hmm. i love how she's asking you those questions preparing you for I bet you'll know someone else may ask you that question. You'll, mm-hmm. you, I already, I know that answer, you know, and mm-hmm. you're getting, you're growing your relationship with Christ as you mm-hmm. dive into that and you teach. I love that you're teaching her and that she's asking questions. That's so mm-hmm. important. So when you were a little girl, were you raised in the church? Yes, my whole life. Your mm-hmm. whole life. And so you have this foundation. Now, I know a lot of people have been raised in the church and maybe now are questioning things or maybe have left the church have you seen that happen why do you think that is yeah um i think that there's a disconnect for sure with um staying connected to the church people stay and people come to church for many different reasons Mm -hmm. and um if your foundation is is not um I mean, well, I can go into a little bit of my story. There was a period of time where I didn't want to step foot into mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really hurt by the church, and so I, I just didn't want to go back. So you're you're saying there's a there was a time in your life when you just felt hurt. You felt like some people had hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, people do hurt us, mm-hmm. and and I know you know we've all been hurt. And sometimes we take offense and we blame or we get upset with a group of people because of it. And and the re- and the hurt it can be real. Mm-hmm. But I love how you came back. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you for saying you know what God loves me. And he mm-hmm. wants me 
in church. He wants me to be around people who love and encourage me. And so when you went back to the church, you found those people. You call them your people. Mm-hmm. And they're here, here in Mount Vernon. Tell us about a time in your life when you felt like that you were embraced mm-hmm. by the, what we say, the church. So I had moved away from my parents mm-hmm. um, and was going down a really dark hard road and um i ended up at the end of that road (laughs) um at rock bottom if you will um and found that uh i was pregnant and for me it was a redemptive thing that Mm -hmm. god cared about me so much that he would allow that to happen and allow me to be a mother because that was my lifelong dream was to be a mother yes and um the road i was going on was living as if i was dead because i was living in sin so i was living Mm -hmm. like that was just the only way for me at that point right right and then um god said no no you are worth so much to me and i'm going to bless you with this child so i was pregnant with my first child and I came to this small town of Mount Vernon, um, which I had been to a few times with Mm -hmm. my grandparents and stuff being at the lake. And, and, um, I stepped into the Sunday school class pregnant already thinking in my head, they're not going to accept me. They're not going to love me. They're not going to want to talk to me. I, you know, all, all of the excuses, but I went anyways, because, God broke my heart with this pregnancy, not in a bad way, but I say that in a good way. He broke, he broke my wall down to coming back to church. Um, and at the time, not to interrupt, but you were not married at the no. time. Okay, so I can understand it's it's a hard thing. I mm-hmm. mean, you're pregnant, you're not married, and so you yeah. felt like people would judge you. Yes. So you walk into the Sunday school class, and what happened? So I walked into the Sunday school class, and. Um, one of the wives just started talking with me after the class was kind of over. And I just kind of had this angry disposition. Not that I was being ugly or angry. I I just, in my heart, I was angry with how I had been treated in the past with church, you know, and she just kind of had this, so what attitude and they welcomed me with open arms in this class I mean, older, younger, this class was very um, diverse in age and um, some single people, some married, you know, it wasn't all married couples. And and so um, then a few uh, couples wanted to start this small group and out of this Sunday school class and they invited me to it and um, they were all married, but uh, and some with kids, uh, but they just embraced me in a way that I didn't think I was going to be. It, it shocked me, like just completely floored me at how um, they let me just, they invited me over to their house, even when it wasn't, you know, they wanted to be my friend, you know, and so I wasn't expecting to have that here. I was expecting to just live with my parents and have my baby and mm-hmm. try to figure out school and, and, you know, try to figure out how I was going to raise her and all this stuff. But 
Um, God placed these people in my life to show me that who Jesus was and that, that like different, they showed, I didn't have anyone else. I wasn't married. I didn't have a husband to lean on to, to help me do this, you know, and, and figure this out. And so they, they just truly walked me through my pregnancy, my, the early days, you know, what products to buy, what products to get, how to have structure and, and all of this stuff. And they got me this storybook Bible. Actually, the lady that I walked in and had that first interaction Uh with, Uh she bought me the Jesus storybook Bible. And if you have young kids or if you are going to have kids, it is such a good book to read. And you will, even as an adult, burst into tears at how well this Bible is laid out um, Mm -hmm. for for young kids. It touches you as a parent, um, too. But, yeah, that was... That was huge that was a for me. It sounds yeah. like, and and they they threw a shower for me really? as well. Yeah, wow. they threw this okay. huge baby shower, and I remember thinking, like, I do not deserve this. You know, I was expecting, especially in this small town, mm-hmm. I was expecting to be, you know, just not accepted right, and right. just kind of stared at. And wow. um, every Sunday, I sat in church. And the presence of the Lord just overwhelmed me. Mm. Every single Sunday, I would cry. And it didn't matter what we were singing, what we were doing, what was being preached on. It just, this, the Holy Spirit was just so strong in my heart mm-hmm. um, in those early days of yes. being alone. And um, the church just wrapped their arms around me. Yeah. What a beautiful story of redemption mm-hmm. and of acceptance and of just saying, you know, God loves me. Mm-hmm. And then he brought people into your life mm-hmm. who wrapped their arms around you mm-hmm. and told you it's going to be okay. That was God's plan all along. And I love it how that happened, what, eight years ago? Nine, yeah, nine years Nine ago. years ago. Mm-hmm. And here you are today mm-hmm. and you're serving and you are helping yeah. people find Jesus mm-hmm. and, and doing the same things that that you've experienced. You're loving on those people that need you and mm-hmm. accepting people and loving people. And how beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, before we end our interview, it's almost time to, to close up. I could talk to you forever and ever. And I love your story. And I thank you for sharing that. What is very exciting about to happen? August 24th. Yes. We... Tell everybody. This is a way to get plugged in, find your people, get involved. What is it? Yes. Tell us. So on Wednesday nights at First Baptist Mount Vernon, we are doing something we have not done before. We are opening up a um, contemporary worship service on Wednesday nights for families. A lot We have a lot of students, um, but we don't have a lot of the, their parents. Really, there's no place for them to go. On Wednesday nights. On Wednesday okay. nights, yes. So if you do, if your kids are part of our youth group, um, now there's going to be a place for you to come as well. And... We are are so excited about this because a lot of people can't come on a Sunday or right. um, they work or whatever you know is going on, and so it's just another service that we are offering. And it's so, every Wednesday night every Wednesday at what night. time and where? It's going to start at five thirty in the gym. 
in the gym at mm-hmm. First Baptist Church, Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. And it's open to anyone. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And it'll there'll be what type of music? Will there be a sermon? Yes. There will be teaching. Um, my husband will teach, and um, we will have different, different teaching going uh-huh. on. But... Um, we will have it'll be a contemporary worship service. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. And what are you calling this service? It's called midweek. Midweek. Mm-hmm. Midweek. So yeah. you're encouraging people to try church yes. and find Jesus. Yeah. And you're inviting anyone that wants to come yes. for another night of worship. Mm-hmm. No matter what church you go to, come yeah. and mm-hmm. be a part of this. This is awesome. And I just yeah. want to thank you and your husband for coming here and and doing what you do and serving the way you serve. And it's such a pleasure to get to know you. And thank you for this interview. It's our joy. Yes. Would you like to close us in prayer? Yes. Lord, thank you so much Um, for every person listening right now. God, I pray that that you just speak to them uh, in whatever they are maybe going through right now, God, if they're feeling lonely, if they're feeling um, secluded, I I pray that they are able to reach out to their local church, God, um, reach out to a friend, um, God, and and so that they don't feel so alone, God, because where two or more are gathered, you are there. God, we love you, and we praise your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, Simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. Sim